everyone. Welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Richard. I'm back with the boys, Kev and George, to reflect on what was a comfortable performance against runners-up in Serie A, Lazio, and also to preview the upcoming friendly against Valencia and maybe talk transfers, get your questions in, get your comments in uh, and kind of build up to the start of the season. Football's already started. The championship is on tonight and then the big the Premier League is back next week. George, I'll come to you first. How excited are you for football to return? Uh, evening, everybody. Yeah, do you know, this is weird because it feels like it's five minutes since it finished. I think this is just me getting older because when I was a young kid, I, I used to count down the days from when it finished to when it started and it felt like forever. But these days, you blink and we're back, aren't we? You know, here we, here yeah. we go again, lads. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, is, it is mad because obviously we get these friendlies, they're all on TV now and you kind of the build up and we, we, we obviously got these podcasts, you know, all these Villa podcasts, there's just too many of them. Like, what are we doing? So many of them, Kev, you know what I mean? Like... I love it, I love it, I love it. All these Villa podcasters, you don't think they are? <laughs> no, we love all Villa podcasts out there. Yeah, you know, keep it, keep it up. Like the more that we do to support each other, the better we do as a club, the more podcasts and the more content we'll, we'll produce. Because when I look at like Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, how many podcasts they've got, it's crazy compared to us. So yeah, the more the merrier. Anyway, Kev, um, what do you think of the new intro, by the way? Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm a, I am wasn't sure about the weather sport the Villa this season, um, but now I've seen that intro. I'm in, I'm board this train. No, all, all jokes aside, um, makes it look like a proper, proper professional podcast now, even though we're still absolutely winging it. So, um, yeah, great. Got the new intro. George has got his new shirt on. How many yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure about it, boys. You know, no. stand stand up and mod- model the shirt. Stand oh, up, model the shirt because we'll breathe in here, lads. You know what I mean. Obvi- obviously, we have we have our competition. It is on until Sunday, so you need to go on to our two thousand subscribers um, video. Uh, thank you for two thousand. Um, and yet, yes, no. you can sit down. It's mod. <laughs> the away shirt is modelled wonderfully there by George, um, you. and you could also choose a home shirt, so you can have a you could win. A home or away shirt of your choice, as modelled by George. You need to watch the 2,000 subscriber video. You need to like. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And you need to comment on the video, which is probably the most important part of it. Um, But, yeah, please do hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Boys, we're nearly at 2,200 subscribers, which is crazy. We're on the road to uh, to 3K, not 2K, 3K. So your support, you guys can help us get there. And if you do want to become a member and become an official Villa Park Pod follower um, for just $1.99 a month, click the link at the top of the chat. I've pinned it. I've actually remembered today. uh, And you can become an official Villa Park Pod follower. Um, We've got loads in the chat. So Duncan's in. Evening, Dunk. Great to have you on board. Rub is in the house. Hey, guys. Uh, Lion Pedersen is in the house. Evening. I don't... I think you might be a first-time watcher, so thank you for joining us, Rachel. Hi, all. Hi, Rachel. Duncan said, exceptional performance last night, no injuries, yet perfect. Michael says, good evening. Rachel says, how are you finding the away kit, George? I think you just said there, it's not 100% your favourite. No, it's it's okay. I'm I'm not having this neck, though, whatsoever on this little blue bit here. I, I just don't get it. I think a nice little claret, traditional... Um, Fold over collar would have been a lot better. The badge, I think, also, sorry, over here, is a little bit small, I think. But obviously, you know, shout out to the, this, the round badge. This is what we voted for. It's the shirt's yes. okay. 
it's we've had better in my opinion but you know i've still gone and bought it so i can't criticize too much can i <laughs> adamski hi adamski mark's in the house evening mark uh, and a man with all the thumbnails uh, he does a wonderful job willie is in the house evening all cc from toronto in canada amazing thank you for tuning in um and patrick says long time watcher but usually after the event good to be live with you tonight keep up the good work thank you very much patrick it's great to have you in um so let's let's talk last night kev i will come to you first you put a an excellent tweet out um thank you richard you know very excitable tweet um just talk us through your 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 thoughts on on you know what motivated you to to send that out what to say we're going to win the whole lot basically yeah yeah exactly oh, no, he's yeah. gone there yeah he's gone yeah, there well, i mean let's 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 be positive i mean i was i was thinking this earlier right i was thinking uh later on um and i kind of missed the days when we used to like moan about everything you know just a little bit you know when you could have a rant about how, how crap someone was and like you could get on it and everyone be in the comments get yeah I and mean, it's not good enough and gerard out and all that <laughs> misses that but I don't miss it as much as I absolutely love how much we are playing football like I've never seen before at Aston Villa. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, there was, there's been spells this, this pre-season. There was that bit in the Newcastle game, the first 15 minutes. I'm glad they did it at the start because I knew it was a late kickoff for us all back home. So they, they played better early on in that game. Um, there was that spell in Brentford, that, that, that sort of, what was it, 10-minute spell when we scored three goals. Let me play on a team that, I mean, I put this in my tweet, like second in Serie A last year, um, you know, Champions League qualifying team. And we, we it could have been five or six nil easily. And we made loads of changes. And it's just the confidence that the players have got. It's the technical ability that is clearly now running through the entire team. And none of them, I mean, you look at the likes of, of a Chambers looking like an assured right back. You know, you've got people coming into the team, a bidet comes into the team, second half, make a few changes, and still we're bossing the game. Um, I don't know what kind of magic Unai's cooking, but uh, I'm absolutely here for it. And, and let, let's let's just keep, let's just keep this going as long as you can until it basically goes to manage the Adidas All-Stars or someone in, in Saudi Arabia, because this is these are beautiful moments for Villa fans. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but this season, anything can happen. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I mean, um, I said on a, I was on a podcast, um, really nice, really nice lads, actually. They're called The Corridor of Uncertainty, which I, I really like the name of their podcast, to be fair. But um, they would, they had myself, I was like, in, they kind of interviewed me for 20 minutes and had me on sort of at the same time as Brighton, a Newcastle fan, and they put, cut that all together. And they kind of asked us to ask the same questions. And um, I was just saying, like, it, it's crazy to see what is what is players are doing on the training pitch reflected on the match pitch. Like, we're seeing moves that are clearly done in training translate to a match and then produce, but not only producing kind of chances or a little bit of thing that we can we can clap, they're actually producing goals, like... And, you know, when you used to say, well, what under Steve Bruce or whatever, like, what the hell are they doing in training? Whereas now it's like, well, we know exactly what they're doing in training. And also, like you said, Kev, players that are stepping off the bench, and I know it's pre-season, we've got a temporary pre-season, but players that are coming off the bench are 
like there's no there's no difference it's like they're doing exactly the same thing you know and it's just i can't believe i sometimes have to pinch myself watching it at the minute it's just crazy yeah yeah absolutely i mean and i'll th- tell you what as well which 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 is wonderful is i mean i felt last season obviously when unai came in and we went on that amazing end of season in the end we would have we would have been third in the league wouldn't we if it finished and I can't remember, other than maybe Man City, I can't remember a team that outplayed us. I mean, you know, we lost a couple of narrow games. But this season coming, I don't think, other than Man City, I'm worried about anybody. I mean, I know it'll be tough going away to Liverpool, going away to Arsenal. But I think we've got enough tools in the box now and depth in terms of the bench. Sure, there are still a couple of questions on bits of the squad. Reserve goalie, although I thought Olsen did pretty well. If if Watkins gets injured, there's there's all those questions still going to be going on until the end of the window. But generally, no one's going to want to play us. No one's going to want to play us. And Newcastle will not be looking forward to, you know, the, the, there's a pressure on them this season after getting in the top four to, to stay to stay there. And the first game of the season, they've got a Villa team that are looking absolutely mustard at the moment. And to be a Villa fan, you know all those times over the years, you go away to a team and you think, we've got no chance, really. What's the point? You'd have home games against big teams and know you'd capitulate. And I think we've got a plan and a system to deal with everything. If it's a game where we're going to be we're going to be having to counter-attack, we can absolutely do it. If it's a game we're going to have the possession, we can absolutely do it. We, we've got people that can score from set pieces. We've got pace in the team now. We've got... Um, if he wants to play, um, you know, he wants to play Pau and, and Carlos and be a bit more cultured, we can do that in maybe a European game. He wants to play more robust centre-halves and play Dino or Moreno high or cash high. It's just, the, the, it, it's literally like a box of quality street. He's got everything he wants to have other than other than a reserve striker. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get on to the striker in a, in a, in a little while. Um, a few comments coming in. Um, Herelio Gomez uh, says, if we win a trophy in that shirt, it'll become a favourite. There you go, oh, I'll be framing. I'll be framing this if we win anything. All my views will be out the window, what I just said. Yeah. Adamski said the Nike Acorn shirt were the most comfortable ever. Yeah. Um, Michael says really impressed with the performance last night. Mings was playing in midfield. Yeah, he just looks so much more comfortable on the ball. Um, CC, I'm not used to feeling so positive. Adamski said we can still moan, believe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something. Um, yeah. Rob said we can still moan about Gerard. That never gets old. Uh, Duncan said our second half 11 is as good as. The first half 11, I don't think we've ever had that much squad depth. Absolutely agreed. I mean, it's like we're sending players out on loan who aren't getting near the first team, but they're going to championship clubs on loan. You know, like Finn Azaz gone to Plymouth, Kessler Hayden gone to Plymouth. Um, what's his name? Lamar uh, Bogard gone to Blackpool. I think they're League One, but, you know, I mean, these players wouldn't get aren't getting near the first team, but they're still like of top quality that are good enough for for championship and league one clubs. I mean, it's 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 just it's just crazy. Um, Anglo says UTV, yeah, uh, definitely, mate. Uh, Michael, I'll come to your point in a second. Uh, Duncan says Chambers is a great squad player; doesn't get the criticism from some. Um, CC, I'm a stickler for technical ability plus effort and focus. I can be pretty critical on individuals and the team while being realistic on our skill set. I've never seen what we're witnessing. I think everyone's in that in that in that um, in that boat. Uh, Duncan said even Gerard's signings were good. Uh, Michael said as long as Olsen wears a Villa shirt, I'm 100% behind him. Of course, Willie says of all the 
players bought for big money with the top six. I think we may have the bargain of the year with Tielemans, which is a wonderful segue into, I mean, I tweeted out yesterday, George. I know, again, we can't get too carried away, but this guy, it seems like he's been in our midfield for years. Like, he's just slotted in, controlling games, defence-splitting passes, long-range shots. He just seems like a wonderful footballer. Yeah, can't disagree, mate. Been thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with him so far. I mean, yesterday he just looked, he looked a, a shade above everyone else, didn't he? Fitter, quicker, more incisive, more vision. Even I think he made some good light challenges as well. So he, he, I got told he, he he couldn't put a boot in, but I thought he did a few times. You know, he, obviously it's his new club and he's trying to impress. So I get yeah. that, and hopefully it doesn't drop off. But very, very um, encouraging start. Yeah, exactly, Kev. Like he. For a free transfer, I know he might be on a decent wage, but I mean, this guy was wanted by Arsenal, uh, possibly even Liverpool, um, and you know, one kind of off season. This is like, what, how, how have we managed to get this guy? <laughs> Honestly, I, I've been so impressed with him. Uh, just looks so composed, he could always seem to like make a bit of space and get a pass away, and, and the accuracy of the passing was. I don't think I saw him misplace a pass for about 75 minutes. It was just, it's ridiculous to think now. I mean, even Douglas Louise aside, we know that stat on obviously all of our midfielders being cheaper than Chukwamika's uh, price, obviously, that Chelsea bought him for. But Bubakar Kamara and Yuri Tielemans and John McGinn cost two and a half million quid. I mean, it's apps. I feel like we need to like call some of the clubs back and say, um, it was Marseille, wasn't it, in Leicester? And they said, I'm feeling a bit bad about this now. Yeah, we right. might need to give you a bit of money. Yeah. Bung you a few quid. Ever been to a car boot, son? So it's been so cheap, you've gone, oh, so I just have a couple of quid for that. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty, you just have a cup of tea, son. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, once, I once sold a pair of football boots to a, to a kid who was size three, a pair of size nine football boots with the tagline, you'll grow into them. But we won't talk, we won't talk about car boot sales too much. And it's true, you would have grown into them. Anyway, um, no, I just, if, if you look at the situation of um, the quality of that player, there was question marks over why he would go to a villa because people were saying he, he was he was lauded by some of the big clubs. But the project Emery's been been obviously selling to everybody is attracted now at Tielemans, it's attracted to Diaby, it's attracted to Torres. You've got the, the calibre of players there, obviously like Coutinho, Martinez, World Cup winner. So it's going to get easier and easier to sell it. So I don't think that's going to be an issue anymore, but... Tillemans is quality on the ball. And the concern we had was as he played like hundreds of games because he started obviously really young. But mate, you're absolutely bang on. He's fitted into that midfield like he's played for us for three or four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just it feels brilliant. like right place, right time, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Now, the big question is, is does he make our, our starting lineup next Saturday? Um and and, and and if if he does, who does he replace? That's a real quandary, that is. Now, how do we get Tielemans? I mean, I absolutely love Louise. He's brilliant. Kamara was great the other night. Oh, I love Kamara. How do we get all three of those in the same team? I don't think we can. I don't I don't think it's a problem, lads. If he comes on on the hour, he comes on on the hour. You know, it's a 90-minute game. We've got to learn that yes, we've, we've got a good, good squad now, a good side. Yeah, very we, true. We make changes, you know. All the yeah. big clubs do it. We've just got to get that mentality ourselves. Yeah, that's true. And also... If he's going to attack the Conference League and the uh, Premier League on both fronts, then the both both 
those games are as important as each other. So a player in the starting lineup for the Conference League is as important as a player in the starting lineup for the Premier League, aren't they? Yeah. That being said, I think he probably, I think he probably sacrifices a Buendia for a Tielemans against Newcastle. I think we've got yeah, to try and win that midfield battle, um, particularly with the tempo that Newcastle play at. So I think he might do that. Uh, but we'll get we'll get previewing next week. That's uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, few more, uh, few more comments coming in. Uh, Duncan said, "Always been a fan of Tielemans, underrated player." Um, where have we got some more? Do, 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 do. He nearly scored an absolute bang result, didn't he? That that strike oh, underside of the bar, yeah, underside of the that. bar. I didn't see that. Yeah, it would have yeah. been an absolute worldy. Yeah, CC says uh, Tielemans has been a revelation. He just calms things down and seems to be a step ahead of the field. His long range passes are on the dime. 100%. Um, Adam says, I'm watching that Tielemans pass more than the concert solo yeah. solo goal. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've just not we've just not seen passes like that. Like, it's just for so long. I know, like, obviously, Kamara and Louise can do it, but it's just, yeah. When you've got the runs ahead of you as well, and it's all about the runs as well, isn't it? And the players are making the runs because they trust that the ball's going to get to them. Um, Adam says, Yuri needs to start. Him and Louise and Kamara in the middle, please. There we go. Um We've got a few comments about Coutinho. We'll come to him in a minute. Uh, Martin says, well, lads, smashing lineup to this show. Absolutely, mate. Best lineup we've had in in, in, in weeks. In weeks. Um, only joking. James says, this season could be a magical season. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, want, I did want to come to a question that Adamski had. What about the right-back position? Now, I only say this because... I've been so impressed by Matty Cash in pre-season. Yeah. Um, I think he's come back fitter, faster, more dynamic, obviously scored against Brentford. Um, but then we've had Contas filling in there. We've had Chambers who did really well in the, in most of the game on uh, on uh, yesterday. But yeah, I mean, how impressed do, do you think we need that cover at right back now, Kev? Or would you go with kind of Cash as the main man and then with the, those couple of players to fill in? I'm still a little nervous about right back. Um, I've been more um, I've been more reassured in pre-season seeing um, when they have to play, this, play the system where it's a high left back, then, you know, with Dean, you're Moreno, then you play in that right back position, sitting in a bit, then I don't really mind a Chambers or a Cons being there. But if, I don't know, let's say you've got a situation where one of Dean, you're Moreno is injured, like the start of the season, and then Dini gets injured, for example, then you are literally left with one option. And, and I, I just I just think that... Um, yeah, love it. I love the banter from Martin. It's good. Um, Martin, if you want to buy me a mic, go for it, mate. Um, I just think it gives it leaves us a little bit limited. And, um, yeah, it's it still is a bit of a worry for me that, that obviously we've got... I think Dini is more than capable of playing the Moreno role. Probably not to the level of Moreno, but I think he can be a, a, high, a high left back, good delivery. But we haven't really got someone else that, that can do it. Cons or Chambers can't do that role. This is why I think the rumours with, with the Tyler Adams are, are making more and more sense to me because obviously Tyler Adams can play that role. He's obviously a, a, an energetic, dynamic player and and obviously adds a bit of backup to your midfield if then maybe they let Den Dunker go. Um, but I, I've also got to say, I've been really, really impressed in pre-season with, I mean, Chambers I thought was brilliant the other night. Um, and I thought Cons has played great as well pre-season and looks uh, really solid. Almost, you know, like... 
Everyone talks about Juan Foyth, but obviously, you know, that was... Remember under O'Neill? Um, he, he, O'Neill did this mm. years before everyone else. He used to put yeah. quite out there, didn't he? And Melbourne. Um, yeah, and obviously pretty limited to what they could do. So, um I would like. I would. I'd feel more reassured if we brought in a, a dynamic right back option and a and a backup striker. Then I'd be. Then I'd be really be able to sleep at night pretty well. Yeah. Well, I think we'll probably see that, George. You, we've you made a good point there about the the kind of four centre backs across the back in certain games, like going back to the Martin O'Neill days. We're probably going to see that, aren't we? I think so. I mean, that for me, that can be the only reason we've let Ashley Young go. Because he realises he's bought, you know, three, four top. We've now got four top quality centre backs, and I think now we, if he's playing a centre back either right or left, we can kind of keep clubs guessing, like our opposition guessing. We can either do the defensive left back and the flying right back, or the other way around, and the centre back, you know, just just slot just slots in either right or left. So I guess yeah, it just it's a bit more sort of flexibility, isn't it, to our play, and um, you know, we're not becoming so predictable. You know, yeah. it's obviously you always lose a little bit attacking on one side, but I think you've got to balance. The, you've got to balance the, the way you play, haven't you? So you need, you know, Gerard didn't get that right with the fullbacks, did he? He he tried to go two flying fullbacks, and we got absolutely murdered. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, if if that's the way it has to be, then it's not a problem for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A uh, few comments on that. Rachel says. Um, I would still buy a right back if there is a player that could cover both sides. That would be ideal. Um, obviously, there's a couple of younger Spanish players that we're interested in. Uh, Cash has looked good, to be fair, says Dunk. Uh, and Martin, I think, made a comment trying to big himself up, said, to think I'm the only one that said, keep Cash in our keep loan and sell show. Now we're all impressed. Well done, well done mate. Good lad. Uh, you can you can die on that hill. You can dine out on that one. You've, you've made a right call. There's a blue Peter uh, badge, son. Yeah, Michael said, I think playing four centre backs would be a little different to how O'Neill played. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Rob says, City do it for athletic central defence. It's got to do with the overall physicality of the team. We are a short team overall. Yeah, and I think particularly sort of, you know, away from home, we can definitely look into that to, to kind of uh, compensate. Um, guys, I've just checked, we've got over 60 people watching. Um, we've only got 22 likes, so if you could please uh, do me a favour and hit that like button. Um, and if you are new to the channel, please do hit that subscribe button. And it's pinned at the top of the chat. If you want to become a member, it's just one ninety nine a month to become an official Villa Park Pod follower to help support the channel. So we're getting loads of comments in about possibly the, the biggest talking point that came up last night, and um, partly on a criticism basis, on a positive basis and also from a fact that we haven't got any cover um so i'll go through the comments first and i'll get your thoughts lad. so uh john says strength in depth now lads but would love a proven goal scorer added as watkins still has still hasn't signed up nick who is the man with the music thank you so much nick you've done a wonderful job with the music evening guys thoughts on who could be our designated penalty taker moving forwards Michael said Watkins penalty misses are positive to me as this is the time to make these mistakes and we know someone else needs to step up. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, sorry, and Keith said, Arlie Watkins going down the middle all the time shows he has no confidence to go to the corner, so we need a change of spot kicker. So, Kev, I'll come to you first, mate. Firstly, in terms of Watkins, obviously, he does so much hard work, um, runs the channels, um, he's... 
that that goal is his is his sweet spot. That's his perfect like position for him. And obviously, you know, great for him to get a goal. Um, but there's still those there's still those misses. Obviously, the penalty. Is he going to fire us to kind of top six and above? And also, what if he gets injured? There's so many questions on Ollie Watkins. Yeah, well, look, um, he scored a really good goal last, last night. Let's not forget that, you know, cutting any... I think he's got much better and better at that, um, at, you know, kind of taking people on and just maybe not as in like pure, you know, Buendia type skill, but he can make... make a sh- uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, he can make 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 space for a shot, and generally gets his shot away quite a lot of the time. Um, and I think he's got a bit better with that because he was there was you know I think he was always pretty. He was, he seems to quite often hit the ball at the keeper, and every now and then the keeper would maybe like not not do it very well. And even if you look at his goals against Newcastle last season, they weren't all necessarily in the corner. So I thought he, he thought he did really well. It was a good finish. Um, but his penalty record, if what I saw last night go doing the round of social media was correct, it looks like he's he's missed six of his last ten penalties that he's taken um in, in his career. And that is just not good enough. Uh, whatever you think of Watkins, and I'm a big, big Watkins fan. I think he's really earned his, his place as our our number nine in the Premier League. But we've got players that can strike a ball really well, whether that's and, and you know, and maybe we're saying not everyone knows he's going to be starting, but I'll be happy if Louise Telemans, if either of those or McGinn took it. You know, let alone if a Moreno or Dina or the play we've got players. Pau Torres, I'm sure Pau Torres, has got you know top progressive, uh, you know drives into midfield at top 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 couple of percent, hasn't he? So it's just about having technical ability to strike a ball really well, which is why if you look at a situation, it's not always the strikers that take it. You know, why yeah. does a James Ward Prowse take penalties for Southampton, for example? Um, and also, if you're going to hit it down the middle, for me, you've got two options of doing that. You're either going to dink it because you're going to look like you're going to put it in the corner and last minute you're going to change your body position and Penenka or dink it. Um, or you're going to absolutely leather it. And too many times it seems like it goes not quite down the middle but close enough to the middle at decent height for the keeper. And look, I mean, you could tell when he was full of confidence and you think he is now. But when we went to Everton away, what, a, what an away day that was, yeah. he absolutely leathered it into the top of the goal. Um but I just, I, I'm starting to get the point now. I don't trust him on penalties. So I think we need to look at the option for that. And in terms of backup, I'm a big fan of Cameron Archer. I'm a big, big fan. I think he's a real bagsman, real goal scorer. I don't think he's been amazing pre-season. I know he did pretty well against Fulham, but, you know, again, missed a penalty. He looked like he was just not quite on the wavelength for a few players last night. And maybe his runs weren't quite right. And I'm not saying we don't keep him around the squad, but if he's backup striker number two... I think that is potentially a big weakness for us this season if something happens to Watkins. Watkins stays fit, plays the whole season. You need a goal last 10 minutes. I think archery, archery is is a good option. But if you've got a player striker up top because Watkins is out, something happens, I think we're a bit short there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of people commenting. Uh, let's have a look. So uh, Ahmed says McGuinness on penalties. Uh, Duncan said Tielemans on penalties. Um, Rob says Watkins should just not be on penalties. Um, Doug said if we buy a proper striker, then them on them, of course. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, so many other players could take them. Buendia, Louise, maybe Diaby, but then someone said that Diaby's only has scored. Rachel says Diaby has apparently only had three pens and scored one. Um, Adam says let Pau take the penalties for his FPL team. Um, Dunk says Watkins misses a lot of chances, let alone pens. Um, 
Patrick said, uh, heard on another podcast earlier that Watkins has missed four from 11 pens. Not reliable enough, I'm afraid, when you really need to capitalise on penalty chances. Like Watkins a lot, but not for pens. Um, Rachel said Tielemans for her as well. Um, Rob says, Watkins looks shaky when he goes to shoot the penalties. I don't think he likes taking them. He shows zero confidence when he goes to shoot. Uh, CC, love Watkins. He just isn't clinical enough for pens, as I think he gets in his own head. Um, Dico Blanco says, I don't know why everyone is obsessed with pens. We only get about two a season as opposed to Man United who get two a game. Yeah, true, true, true. Mate, we're a big team now, though. So we're going to start getting more penalties. Yes, yes, yes. Um, George, slight change on, on the Watkins equation. Are you, I know we talked about this last time you were on, I think, but he still hasn't signed a new contract. We actually, yes, we we kind of had our, we had a little, you think it's fine. I think there's still kind of a couple of teams in in, in the background that, uh, that him or his agent are waiting on or the team are waiting on. Um, but are you getting any more concerned about this contract situation with Watkins or are you, are you kind of hopeful that he's, he's ready to sign soon? Yeah, my position hasn't really changed, to be honest. I mean, what have we even offered? We, I'm assuming we've offered a contract, but it's not it's not been reported that we've offered a contract and he's rejected at any stage, is it? Yeah, true, true. So I don't know. I, I think, yeah, as, as I said the other week, I think it's, it's the agents will be pivotal in this. They're probably just waiting around. I don't want to repeat everything I said the other day, but they're probably just waiting around to see what's about and whether they can get either more money or, you know, if an offer was to come in, it creates a scramble and then there's even more money to be earned, isn't there? Yeah. So for me, there ain't, there ain't a real issue at the minute. As I say, United yeah. have gone out and bought their striker now for 70-odd million. So whatever you're looking at, like Tottenham, what you said, which I can't see, I still think Kane will stay at Tottenham. And the only other team that really needs a striker is Chelsea. And Chelsea kill strikers, don't they, like they've done for the last 20 years. So if he's not going there, mate, I think Watkins will be a Villa player all season. Yeah, well, I think he likes being the main man. Yeah. I, uh, I thought about maybe... Uh, put in a cheeky uh, bid in for like a Mikel Antonio or something. Um, 32, 33, big, strong, wouldn't mind being the backup, scored in the Conference League. West Ham seem in turmoil. I would I would maybe go for a, a someone like an Antonio. I don't know what you boys think of that. He's still playing most games at West Ham though, isn't he? Even though they bought, they've done all the money on uh, Skamaka, didn't they? Antonio still seems like he's like Moyes' trusted option. So and he's a proper London boy as well. I'm not not sure it's viable, can't. but you, mate, I don't know. I'm not saying he wouldn't. I guess money talks, isn't it? But yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that, though. To be fair, mate. Yeah, yeah. I just think because no one's going to come to Villa and be like he, Watkins doesn't like that next man against him as competition. Doesn't look like doesn't look like uh, Emery wants to play two up top as as two strikers. And also, like, I don't know about Duran as the kind of second option, the strength option. Um, so I would, yeah, that type of player for me would be would be ideal. I know we've well, talked about that so there, much. Sorry, mate, to jump but, in there. But um, Watkins always spoke highly of Ings and playing with Ings. Yeah, I just he wonder, did. Was it, was, obviously, when Ings left, Watkins suddenly went on a great run. Was that directly because of Danny Ings, or was it just a coincidence and just the Unai Emery effect? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. mate, I reckon it's probably a combination of everything. I think, I think probably, yeah. Not saying that they didn't get on. It's mm. not. That's not the point. It's just that I guess 
obviously Emery saw something in Watkins that he didn't see in Danny Ings, probably the legs and like being able to cover yeah. ground. Um, but also he probably thought if I could if I can minimize Ollie Watkins game, because he does so much running, I'll probably get more out of him by cutting down the space that he runs into, and he'll be able to do that for longer than me trying to get more out of Danny Ings, because Danny Ings is what he is. Yeah. Like he doesn't do all that amount of running, but it's easier to 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 ch- to cut someone's game down a little bit more. So that's what I probably think uh, more so than them two not getting on. Um, but obviously we've seen that at the moment. Emery likes to play one up top and then one in behind and pack that midfield with with passing options. So I think that's kind of more that. But I just think, like I say, someone a big strong centre forward who would come on in different situations, I think would probably be an option for him to go down. And someone like a Mikel Antonio would probably wouldn't mind being, you know, used at certain points rather than like, rather than battling for that, that number one spot up top. It's like a better version of Davis we need, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It'd, be good, it'd be good if um, everyone watching could let us know or anyone listening back to this could let us know in the comments if they've got any ideas and maybe a, a backup striker because it's absolutely what you said. It, it's it's a slightly better Keenan Davis, isn't it? Because if Keenan Davis is fit, I think at the moment, if Keenan Davis is fit, you arguably need to keep him around the squad. Um, that seems to be much interest, does there? I've not heard any, any rumours no, going anywhere. Just looting, just looting. No. And mm. and I think, listen, you know, you can you can like players, but maybe you just think where we are now, our trajectory, you know, is we're, we're obviously aiming as high as we can now. You've got to look at at some point, you know, sentiment aside, are these players good enough? Which is why the likes of a Hall and a Davis won't be good enough. I absolutely love Danny Ings as a player. Um, I think he's seemed clearly like a, a good good bloke, technically but good player. But I don't think, he, as he's shown at West Ham, that we were absolutely right to sell him. You know, we I, got... I loved him at Villa Park, but I didn't like him in the away games. Yeah, and even Always at Villa done a Park, lot better at home, didn't he? He was pretty tidy, but you never thought he was that l- level of lethal finisher. He had his moments; he scored some nice goals, but that purple patch he had at Southampton for a, for a couple of seasons hasn't hasn't happened at Villa, hasn't happened at West Ham, um, and there's, there's got to be a, there's got to be a reason for that. Now, a great bloke, and I hope he, you know, I hope he does well. Obviously, not to our detriment. So I, I think back to that point about Watkins. I think it was probably the fact that Villa started to do much better as a team and we started to create more chances and like conf, confidence built. But I'd be really interested, interested, Rich. I think you're absolutely right. Someone like someone like Antonio would be, you know, maybe someone that's a bit older, a bit more experienced. You know, you, you, you think back in the day when, when Liverpool signed um, Ricky Lambert, and I'm not saying Ricky Lambert, but someone that was a bit older, and had scored a few goals and was was a, a backup option to, to use in some situations. Maybe you'd start him against a Norwich or whatever, you know. So um, are there any strikers around that are knocking on a bit that would be that would be happy to play second fiddle to Watkins, but come along to Villa for the journey, maybe get themselves to start in a conference league game, maybe start a Carabao Cup game. You know, it, it's almost like a lower level version of, you know, when a, when a Jack Rodwell or someone goes to, or Scott Sinclair goes to Man City, knowing they might only play 10, 15 games, but... Hey, you, 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 Calvin Phillips, but you know, but but you're going to win some trophies. And surely, like, you know, you know. Um, I kept saying, um, I kept saying the last couple of years, didn't I, to get Benteke back if we could. Yeah, you did. Just, you did. I'll just pop his comment up now, but I think perfect option, a Welbeck yeah, type yeah. from Gary. He said he doesn't mind the bit. Welbeck would be would be ideal for that kind of role. Quality player, obviously slightly inj- injury hit, but you know can hold the ball up well, good in the air, technically good, not that old, thirty two, maybe thirty three. 
He does all right at Brighton, though, doesn't he? He does. He's nowhere. Does really and well. Whenever he's fit, he's involved and he scores. But back closer to Manchester, you know, not just down the M6, Villa, you know. The weather's not yeah. been great this summer, so Brighton won't be all that at the moment. Exactly, exactly. Um, Michael said, I'm not worried about Watkins signing. These take time. CC regarding Watkins, I'm not worried either. He's in or out. No one is irreplaceable. Um, if he does go, we get good money for him, plus still under contract. Deco says, Watkins is too much of a down-to-earth guy to be acting like a prima donna. He cooks Cassia Sunday roast most weeks. Um, <laughs> Jim Quartermain says, Watkins is a confidence player and, and removing him might be a knock to that. On the other hand, it might take that pressure away, allowing him to focus on the rest of the game. Yuri should have them now. Um, Gary said, swap deal with Bowen. Um, DRB now, mate. It's, DR, it's all about DRB now. Uh, Adam says... Go on, sorry, mate. Tay would be a good option as well, I think. Uh, Ian Acho. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I like him. Ian Acho. And, and that would stop him scoring against us, wouldn't it? Well, it, it would do that. But, you know, like he's clearly got it, got it when, when you know, he's, he's got a potential, he's got ability. So I've got ability, not potential, got, you know, proven that. Um, I think we'd be an attractive club for him to go to because obviously where we are, someone like that, but, he, but would he expect to start every week? So someone like that. Is. Yeah, he doesn't, didn't start every week for. Uh, for Leicester, so yeah, he couldn't expect to start every week for Villa. I think he might get the odd injury though, like the odd, you know, like hamstring or knee or whatever that keeps him out for a couple of weeks. Then he's back and that. But yeah, I'd like him. I've always thought he was a good player. I just um, wonder, lads. Like, I've got high hopes for Diaby, and we're talking about what what uh, Watkins like being a confidence player and wanting to be the main man. How will Watkins feel if like Diaby kind of outshines him and and gets off to a better start and scores a few more goals? I just you just wonder. Mm, bit different, different type of players aren't they are very very different but yeah i mean if he if he becomes all of a sudden he's, he does you know he's got two, obviously got two in three now pre-season games but if all of a sudden he becomes the guy that's scoring more goals it's always been watkins isn't it so yeah, yeah. exactly that's what i'm saying well don't said the gary today is a big player in how we play only missed three or four games in three seasons so yeah he's absolutely a massive player for us um that's what puts the pounds on his value you know because he like you say don't get injured durable isn't he durable yeah. Rub said every position was doubled and competition was brought to each player, even the well-established. Why not Watkins? He can take the competition, I believe. His improvement last season was more Emery telling him to simplify his game and stop wasting his energy, pressing like a wild horse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Martin says, 79 people watching and we have 37 likes. Hit that like button. Yes, please, people. That would be amazing. Uh Adamski, this veteran striker question is really difficult as I haven't been playing FIFA for years. He says, free John Carew. Yeah, mate, came out. <laughs> Ethan Woodward says, Che Adams. Ah, don't fancy him. Don't fancy Che Adams. But but can uh, I just ask, is Che Adams a better option? Would you feel more confident with Che Adams on the bench or Archer in Duran? If you had a choice to bring someone on? I'd feel stop. probably Archer, to be fair. I don't think Che Adams has done anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. If, if Duran's not, he said he's keeping Duran now, hasn't he? I'm sure I saw it the other day. Yes. So if yes. Duran's playing, he's, he's got to start throwing him in, hasn't he? Because he needs experience. I know, quick, but he I hasn't think. played any preseason games yet. Is, is he, he out playing? Didn't play much end of the season as well, did he? Is he no. is he out on the tour? Is he? Uh, is he probably over in Valencia? Yeah, because he came Absolutely, back on the yeah. first. Yeah, I wonder so. why he's not. I wonder why he's not been getting some games then. Yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Don't know if he's had a slight injury. Um, just, just finishing up on the, on the, this game, and then we'll, we'll kind of preview a little bit Valencia as we as we're chatting it. 
a couple of a couple of people have, have talked about um about this guy who had a bit of a you know a bit of a flashback game to kind of what we got at the start when he first signed Mr. Coutinho. Um looked sharp, looked lively, nearly scored a couple of wonder goals. Um like I say, a couple of comments were in saying um Duncan said a fit Coutinho with a run in the side could make quite a difference. John says uh, Coutinho looked hungry last night. I want him to stay. Kev, what were your thoughts on Coutinho? Like I said, I thought he looked he looked really sharp. Looked lean, looked sharp, looked um, looked capable of creating stuff. I I'm I'm there with, with, with John. I think I think we should keep him. I think he can be a real asset. The amount of games we've got, there'll be times when you know I think he'll, he'll get minutes, and he knows he's got something to prove. Um, as long as he's shown the hunger and intent he showed last night, you know, there was a couple of times he did, you know, j- jinking runs and dropping the shoulder and creating opportunities. And yeah, I mean, his shooting was closer last night than it's been in recent games. So that's obviously a positive. But you can just see he's a clever player and, and we're playing intricate passing. He's got as much ability as anybody in our team to play, play a quality intricate pass. I, I, was, re- I was really impressed with him. It, it, it reminded me of what it was like. Um, Obviously, Deco just said there he was sparkling when he came to us initially, and we were all. I mean, I remember waxing lyrical saying he's the best player I've seen at Villa Park. That leads that leads three three game. The way he was, he had Luke Ailey on toast a couple of times. Um, Southampton at home, wasn't he? That was yeah. best one of the best individual home performances I've ever seen. And that's that's not that long ago. So as long as he can stay fit, is because his legs have been made a wee bit, haven't they, in the last couple of years? But as long as he can stay fit, I think he can be a, a real real boost for our team and, and it can really play his part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, George, we've obviously got uh, Buendia who can play in that position, who who does go hot and cold. The RB, I probably would say, will have moments of magic, like moments of brilliance. It obviously started in pre-season fantastically well. Um, McGinn can play in that number 10 area as well. But, you know, to have a player like Coutinho to come on and, and, and for, for want of a better phrase, produce some magic... It's gonna be it's gonna be vital, isn't it? Like it's particularly in those European games where I think he can really kind of show his skill. Yeah, definitely. It's like having a nice little um, ace card up your sleeve, Coutinho. Um, you know, last night he, he looked really good, but he did have a bit of fair bit of time and space. I mean, I've always thought about him ever since he joined. He's a lovely player to have when you tune it up at home, when the other team are a bit worn out. We're full of confidence. We're pinging the ball around. The spaces are opening up. That's when you want to see. That's when Coutinho comes into his own. But like when you're in a tough game away from home at like Man United, Man City, or something. Especially fair, he did have a good game at Man City the other year, as I recall. But generally, he's he's a kind of horses for courses player. I think you, you don't want him in them tough, tough games where you've got to really graft and that. He's kind of a nice luxury player. You know, I'm not sure we can really afford him, but on a, on the, on the big money he's on. But you know. In a game like last night, was perfect, and he and he did look good. So if he's going to be staying around, then yeah, I think you just you use him sparingly, myself. Yeah, and like you say, Kevin, if he can stay fit, I think we've got a real asset, quality player. Um, you know, does things that other players can't. You know, in terms of keeping the ball in tight spaces, going past people, taking free kicks, all that kind of stuff. Like you know, and then it's another option, isn't it? Like we talk about. Talk about these options that we've got now. When you look at the bench, I know obviously pre-season benches are bigger now, but like if you've got a bench of like, let's say for argument's sake, Tielemans is on the bench, um, Coutinho's on the bench, Bailey's on the bench, uh, 
Pau Torres, Dina, Diego Carlos. Like, you know, these options are just, are just, you know, Philogene Bidace even. Like, these options are just, like, crazy now, aren't they? Well, sooner, you know, it might be a Moreno, it might be a Jacob Ramsey on the bench, you know, those, those type of players. Yeah, they are crazy options. And look, I think the one thing about Coutinho as well is with a lot, we're like with a lot of our players, but particularly someone like him who's used to playing at a, a real elite level football, is the better we get as a team, the more comfortable we are in possession, the better he'll play. You know, you'll see a player like Coutinho wouldn't be, probably be as effective for, you know, for the dog and duck pub as he would be playing playing for Brazil because he's got better players around him. I'm sure he'd do pretty well at the dog and duck pub, but, you know... Um, it, it, it suits him now, the better of a team we are. When we were fighting, you know, battling against relegation, or at least languishing in the bottom half of the league, it, it, is he the kind of player in you know, that whole, like, you know, cold choose unite up at, um, up at the, the, you know, the Bet365 Stadium? He's, he's, he's not that type of player. So I think if you've got a situation where you're playing much better football, confident style, more competitions, I think he, he can really shine. But... If he comes from the bench, George makes his point earlier really well. Like, you know, we have to start thinking differently as a club. And we don't, you don't need Kamara, Louise and Tiedemans to start because what an asset to bring on Coutinho with half an hour to go, to bring on a Tielemans, to, to bring on a, a Pau Torres. I just think it gives us real options. Someone put it in the comments earlier, but this this five subs rule annoyed me at first. Now I'm really happy yeah, with it. It suits us yeah. now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when, as soon as you start doing better, you love it. Yeah. Um, Really randoms in the house, even and all have a missed stream. Absolutely not, mate. We still we still got to cover quite a few bits, so yeah, you've you've still got plenty of time, and you can catch up later. How good we did we look last night, and the quality is oozing through the squad. Yeah, well, we, we we're talking on that. It's it, it's fantastic to see. We but the real thing kicks off next week, so that's where it matters. You know, all this is great, but it, it matters next week. But I'm sure Emery will have us have us cooking. Um, Rich, can I just just quickly as well? Just we're talking about about striker options and you know right back options, whatever. And I think we've seemed to have forgotten something because we're talking about you know Antonio and Chay Adams and Kelechini Iannaccio, but we've just brought in Monchi. You know, so if if surely we've got a good network, you know, he's got a good network of you know 30, 31, 32 year old Spanish strikers or European strikers that could come on board and and, and do it. What are you saying, Borja Bastan's coming back? Oh, Maybe no, not Borja no. Bastan, but you know, if you if you go to Europe and get, I don't know. If, if it was like a Luis Suarez situation but two years ago, you know, track someone to the team that's got a bit of character. You know, a Cavani, I'm not saying now, but that type of a Cavani, um, you know, obviously the players have done really well in Europe particularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fans, Zlatan was, what was he, like 37, 30? I was just thinking when you, said, when you said Cavani, I was thinking Zlatan, yeah. <laughs> well, Zlatan's only just retired. Can Unai do a bit of magic? Convince him, you know? <laughs> well, no, he'd be, he'd be great for the party. dressing room, wouldn't he? Oh god, it'd be like in that. It'd be like that that situation in um in Ted Lasso when they get that that, that striker in who like bosses it for the first couple of days. I won't give it too much away. Birds haven't seen it, but you know that continental striker that everyone's like absolutely in awe of. Um, but my I need point to get is, into it. I yeah, I've never watched it. It, it. It's it's a good show. It's very very um very easy to watch. But we've got now this whole European skating network. So yeah, I'm still waiting for us. We, there was all these rumours we're going to buy someone from La Liga. Well, you know, let let's see it happen. Well, We've got to be careful on that, didn't we? Have you seen Marina. all this with um, these homegrown players and and home trained home trained players and that? We haven't really got enough. So I, well, I, think, I think we, we I think we're all right on the home. I think we're all right on the home trained players. The homegrown players, I think you'd have to have. You've got Ramsey. You that's maybe why Aaron Ramsey will stick around. But you've got the yeah, two Ramseys. Chambers. 
no, the, the, the homegrown would be Archer, two Ramses, and the, and one of the and like Philip Marshall or something. One of the it's, one of the goalkeepers. No, because I no, because I think he came from a pro direct academy. He came from a different academy. Same as Eric Bonham came from West Brom. So I yeah. don't think that they would count as home trained players, but they wouldn't count as homegrown players. Ah, uh, so the two Ramses, that's why he might might keep. Yeah, I wonder whether the European squad might be a little bit smaller because I don't, I'm not sure it's a problem we can fix, is it? Well, home trained players, we've got like Martinez, Chambers, McGinn, McGinn, um, uh, yeah, Cash, Watkins. So we'll be fine on that sense. It would be the it would be the homegrown players. So that's like I say that you've got to have four. So that okay. might be why someone like a Ram, Aaron Ramsey might stay. Um, just as I'm talking, Che Adams has just scored the winner for Southampton. Oh, it's a late so, one. Yeah. Um, right. One more. Uh, what was I going to talk about? Uh, I started a couple of comments, but that's fine. We can come back to it. Um, I did want to talk on Saturday, tomorrow. Um, we've obviously got a game coming up. A few people are asking. Yeah, Valencia, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Um, we commented on this, I think, the other day. Um, but Kev, in terms of... I was a little bit surprised at the. I thought he'd probably probably play a team on Thursday and like a, a totally different team for Saturday. But obviously, it was quite a strong team on Thursday. Still, changes at half time, so it looks like he might do similar. But do you think at least the first half team will be will give us a real indication as to who's going to play against Newcastle? I don't know with Emery. Anything's possible. I've started. I've, I'm. I've, I'm... It's just a Davis game to try and predict what he's going to do, isn't it? Yeah, he's not conventional, is he? No, he's not conventional at all. Because I thought the same. I thought it more like it would be, you know, one team there, a few kids come in, then play a separate team. Luckily, we've got enough players now. We've said it a few times in the last couple of pods that you make a few subs and you're not weakening the team at all. I think the likely, you know, the, the conventional wisdom is to think that that team that starts, obviously, uh, in Spain will be likely to be the majority of the team that that will start the game. Um, but but never say never with Unai. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen pretty much all of the uh, the defensive uh, combinations, George, like particularly centre-back. I don't think Carlos was involved at all on on th- uh, Thursday night. And um, Martinez obviously wasn't involved. Olsen did pretty well, actually, yes- uh, yesterday. He made his first uh, save in a Villa shirt yesterday, I thought. He, he did, he did. Congratulations. He did. he did. But I guess that... that um, that centre back partnership. Do you think he still goes for the old tried and trusted Mings and Conza? What for Valencia or for the opening day? For Valencia, and then and then obviously moving into that that opening day. Well, I'm getting so if this is the last friendly, as as we just said traditionally, that's kind of going to be near enough your team, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm convinced it's Mings and Conza against Newcastle, and I'm yeah. So if that's if that's the way we're going, then yeah, I'd say it'd be Mings and Conza again for this one. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think as we've talked throughout this whole uh, show, you know, it almost it almost kind of doesn't matter who he plays, Kev, because they can do the same job. He can set up a tactical uh, plan to to go against what whoever he's playing against, and the way that we pass the ball through midfield, you know, I think probably it'd be nice for Archer to maybe get some more minutes and try and get a goal and kind of work on his runs, like you've said. But like I say, we're going to create chances. We're going to work out a way of playing, and he's going to make tweaks throughout the game, depending on depending on how the opposition line up. Anyway, 
it's it's a nice strength. I mean, the, the best example is obviously that Newcastle game when we beat them 3-0 at home. What an absolute complete performance that was. And then Donker, who hadn't been anywhere near the team, came in and looked like he'd been there for, for 10 years, bossing the midfield. And, it, and it, it's the ability for players to come in and play a system. So I actually now am I'm more confident than I ever thought I would be that if all of a sudden we start the season against Newcastle and Chambers plays right back, I'll probably be, be OK with it. Um, I think it will be likely to be Mings and Conza because I think their record at the end of last season means that they don't need to be dropped. I think was it something they like deserve to be, do they? seven goals in you know, 10, 12 games. But look, there's a there's an absolute reason why we brought in Carlos and then obviously this season Torres. It's because of that progression of the ball forward. The more comfortable you are as a team, the more you've got the ball, the more you want, you want to create things. So I, I think the bigger question is, even more than whether it will be, you know, which centre-back pairing it will be, is what will the full-backs be? Well, the traditional full-back positions? Because is it going to be Dina or Moreno when fit and Cash? Or is it going to be Dina or Moreno and then a centre-back playing right back and then the flip side if Cash is doing it? And I think it will probably be likely to be, start of the season, with the form he's shown, maybe Cash playing wide right, uh, you know, bombing on, and then it being Torres, Mings, Mings and Konza. The only time I think that would change would be if a team had a certain threat down a left or right wing, which he'd want to then nullify, in which case he might switch it up. But I think that's probably more of a question than um, than which centre-back pairing is going to be. Yeah. Uh, Rachel said, I do think we will need we need Mings and Cons in the back line due to Newcastle's height and physicality. Sarko's joining us said he will play the 3-2-2-3 again. Cash, Cons and Mings and Pau on that left-hand side yeah. tucking in. So that's definitely that. an option. Yeah. Um, I did want to, you mentioned, uh, you did mention Dina there and there's been talk of uh, a couple of people uh, mentioned it. John says rumors of Dina going to Saudi. Um, this is probably going to go on for the, the window, the rest of the window in terms of potential players getting linked last week. It was Bailey this week. It's Dina. Obviously other clubs are getting their players linked to Saudi. I think their transfer window ends a month after ours as well. So it's obviously going to carry on into September. But, I mean, Dean has been very solid in pre-season, George. Like, definitely not a player we want to lose. Or would you be kind of happy with that in terms of the wages or, you know, getting a player off the wage bill? Um, well, with the Moreno injury, I don't really think we can afford to be letting him go. Financially, I mean, I've made this point a few times on here. He's the highest paid player at the club where he was pre pre this summer. I don't know what the new lads are on. It would make sense to get him off the wage bill if you had a fit Moreno. But the way things are at the minute, I think he's more of an asset to keep. So, you know, unless the Saudis come in with stupid money, I mean, he's getting on a bit. He must be pushing 30 now, Dina. So if, if, if a bid come in and it made sense, I would understand the club selling myself. But from our point of view, yeah, I think you're, you're looking to keep him at the moment, aren't you? At least until Moreno is back to full fitness. Yeah, yeah. And Kev, I just mentioned there with their transfer window taken... Uh, lasting longer than um, than our one, would it be a case of wait until that window like shuts? You know, see if Moreno comes back fit. Obviously, Pau Torres can drop into that left back spot. If Moreno hits the ground running, would we then maybe consider a bid for for Dina coming in? Yeah, I think you've got to wait until it happens. Um, I, I think look, we were all surprised when Ings went um, in January and no striker backup came in. And look, it could have turned out differently. You know, if Watkins had got injured or not gone through that purple patch, there's no guarantees. And then there'll be a lot more questions against Emery in that. And look, he's been proven right. So we've got to, you know, give him the credit credit for that. 
And I think if you did the same with Dina, well, George, bang on, mate. We haven't got another left back. So you're in a situation where you're playing uh, Revan there, or you're playing uh, a Mings or, or a Pau Torres there in that position. Uh, but then we haven't got another option to cash right back, which is a traditional fallback option. So, you know, you could easily get a couple of injuries. I know, you know, but it, it, you're not likely to get all of your fallbacks injured, but we've got three fallbacks that can play that role. Uh, as in, Unless he tries to convert a John McGinn to left back, which is just obviously an unthinkable, but someone who's got that kind of energy. And I don't think, I don't think Dina, I don't think Dina going, I don't see it happening. I think he's also played this system better than maybe some of us thought he could, even though he was quite an attacking left back when he was at Everton, when he first burst on the scene in the Premier League. Um, I think he's played pretty well when he's played. He's comfortable on the ball. His delivery's good. I think he's better at delivering the ball in caches. Yeah, he is, 100%. Yeah, so arguably, he's a better option in terms of if you're going to play an attacking fullback than Cash. I know Cash has been energetic and shown, shown a lot in pre-season, but he's probably a bit more accomplished, Dean. You're certainly, you know, from a higher sort of pedigree. So I'll be I'll be surprised if he went. But then I, I think the way we've been with Villa, and Munchie's come on board. Has Munchie just come on board to bring Diaby in? Is that it? <laughs> Thomas was already over the line. Is that is that why we've got Munchie? I mean, I could have done that if you know, give me give me a, a couple of phone numbers. Um, it's funny, Kev, what you just said there about the fullbacks. If 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 Cash had Dina's quality delivery and Dina had Cash's energy, you've got one hell of a fullback there, ain't you? Yeah, we'll have to. Like, it you never know, quite works out like that for us, though, does it? You know the film The Fly. We'll have to try and see if we can sort of replicate that yeah. with, the, with, with those two. Um, yeah, so look, I wouldn't be surprised if if there's more ins and more outs. But I do think it'll be on our terms. And I think if you do lose a Dendonka or a Keenan Davis or a Bertrand Traore, then I think like that will be because you bring in a better option. You know, there's been rumours of Bailey going. Um, I think, you know, if that Bailey rumour happens, it's because we'll bring in, bring in someone better. Where is Traore? He's injured. Is again. He, again, he always but gets injured, injured doesn't he? He's like, he hides away, he gets an injury so he doesn't get sold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, keeps his contract going for a little longer. Um, quick word on, um, you mentioned him earlier, Kev, little mention on Tyler Adams. It looks like we are testing the water with Lees and seeing whether, well, I think Lees are ready to accept the 25 million release clause because that's why it's there. I think the way in to see if Adams' representatives are kind of happy with, with, with coming to Villa. Um, could you see him here? Like, I, I know I mentioned him on sort of the roundup show that I think maybe the position that we don't need to strengthen. I can see like the energy that he brings. Maybe he's kind of a backup to a Kamara type player. Obviously there's the, the cover at right back. You, obviously, you, you know, you want bodies in the squad, but yeah. do Is that a position that we really need as a priority for 25 million? I don't think it's a priority, but I do think if Kamara's injured, then what, who's your backup option? It's Den Dunker or Chambers, isn't it? And I think Tyler yeah. Adams is a better option than both of them. So, so, and it is quite a key role, you know, when we're attacking uh, as a team, we're off, often playing that three, two, five formation. Well, those two that, that, that are sitting are really important. So I'd be all that. Tyler Adams, I've, I've always been really impressed, um, both playing internationally and, and also playing for, um, you know, admittedly it wasn't brilliant in Leeds, but I think he was one of their better players. Yeah. Uh, I know he obviously had an injury. I, I, I'm on board the, the Tyler Adams train basically if we, if we want to get him i think he's good age i think he's got bags of energy i think he's a good good quality player i think i think he'd fit in really well to us to our squad and system what's the what's the noise that the tyler adams train makes when it's going out the station it's not like an american sounding like chew chew man we're <laughs> <laughs> all week. love it love it um george like yeah i mean it's good that we're being linked to these, like, like you know, young up and coming players. You know, um, 
are you would you be happy with with someone like Tyler Adams coming in? Well, I've had to have a little think about this this week because I, I I don't know. I've watched a bit of Leeds last year, but he's just never really on my radar. Yeah, and I kept hearing these links about twenty five million Adams, 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 and like for me, I I don't know. I've just I just really quite like Tendonka. I just think he's done really good for us, and I I'm just thinking if we you know we've got Tendonka for thirteen million, he's proved decent value for money. This guy, to me, if twenty five mil, he has to be a fair fair bit of an upgrade on on Dendonga for me to be impressed, but not my decision. And if you know, I spoke to my good friend Martin, who's a Leeds fan, and he really spoke positively about um Adams said, you know, he didn't deserve to be in a relegated team and he was the player putting in all the effort. He was a quality player and then once he got injured, that was really like that the nail in their coffin. So, you know, if there's a good player there and Emery fancies him, then that's what we're gonna do, isn't it? And um maybe old Dendonka will have to go, but we'll see. The, swap, the, deal. swap deal. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that Dendonka gives us is the same as Chambers, though, and it's for a team that is pretty small. It gives us a bit of physicality and height. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just the one thing I think we've got to factor in because without those two, look, you know, yeah, I think Mings is obviously a bit of a beast. Torres is not known for being that commanded in the air. So you've got what... And even Carlos isn't, isn't the tallest of centre-backs. Now, I no. think our physicality is starting to like... It's like Torres, they reckon he's not very physical. Tielemans isn't. The RB is about five foot seven. I'm just wondering whether we're going to... Coutinho's not... Are we going to suddenly become a little bit lightweight in there? I don't know. But but would you? We would pack, you mind... we pack the midfield now, though, don't we? So there's bodies. Yeah. Also, would you have minded having that Barcelona team about ten years ago? You Man, know, that's which a is fair shout, mate. Yeah, of, yeah, Full of full of dwarves, basically. You know, full of tiny players, but you know, a couple of big lads at the back and just keep the ball like anyone's business. I mean, let's let's take it. Man City the same. I know they've got a bit more physicality in recent seasons, but they had you know quite a bit of time when they had a lot of. Tiki Taka, great technical players, couldn't get the ball off them. So, um, yeah. but you want options, don't you? So, but that's why I think at least one other Dendonka or Chambers will still be around. Yeah, I will come to comments in a second, but I guess maybe that is that is maybe the thinking. I guess then we'd have to balance it up with this Europa Conference League homegrown players situation. But you know, if we if we do get a bid of twelve to fifteen million from Burnley for and Aaron Ramsey. That might be a consideration for why we sell him because obviously that's pure profit on it for FFP. Means you might be able to splash out on a Tyler Adams for that twenty-five million and it not hurt the hurt the balance sheet, so to speak. It's yeah, it's one of them situations, isn't it? I think like this rumor that's come up about Ramsey. I think everyone's got very precious about it very quickly. It's like, oh, it's one of the Ramseys. No, 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 you're not having you're not having him. You know, 10 million, no, you're joking and all that. But you've got to think smart in these situations. This is what we've got. This is what we've ploughed all the money into the academy for, is to start making some money off it. You know, I think, like, we had a good chat on the group chat about this, didn't we? And I think Martin come up with the best idea. I think it was Martin who said, why not, set, you know, sell him, but just put the release clause in. Oh, sorry, not the, the buyback clause in. So if, you know, in a couple of years, he's really smashing it, you know, we can buy him back with another 10, 15 million on the top or whatever it is. But you know, uh, you might expect these new players to come through, mate, didn't we? But we don't want yeah. to let anything go. You know, this is the business. George, I'm not having that, mate. Martin's has given himself too much credit on the pod tonight. Too much credit. <laughs> yeah. <in the> <laughs> <laughs> it, was me, it was me that made that suggestion. So sorry, Martin, Kev, sorry, mate, if it was you. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. It's just Martin's already given himself loads of credit in the comments. He's having himself a bit of it tonight in the comments. Yeah, he's loving it. He's 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 made <laughs> better <laughs> comments. Being not being on the podcast than when he's he on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not the craziest 
uh, most inventive of suggestions. I just think it's logical in this day and age. Yeah. It, it gives you the power when you need it. And you're absolutely right. You know, with why have you got an academy? The whole point is is, is to is, is to make money. You know, yeah, they're not all going to play for us, are they? As much as we no. like the idea of it. Of course they're not. You know, Louise maybe will leave. Kamara will maybe will leave. But if we keep doing what we're doing, they're both really young still. Tiedemus isn't that old. You know, McGinn's still got years left in him. You know, yeah, is Aaron Ramsey going to wait round? Yeah. Is Aaron Ramsey going to wait, wait <laughs> round for his chance? Well, yeah, exactly. And like, if you can make that money, you, you get 10, 15, 12, 15 million for him. Maybe a Tim Eric Bonham goes after the, at the end of the season for another 10, 15 million. We're, we're bringing in players into the academy as well. You know, this Rico Richards who we've signed from West Brom. Um, we've got uh, we've got Kellyman, who's 17, who's, got, who's burst onto the scene with the first team. We've got Caden Young. We've got these players who are 17, 18 now that are coming through that are younger than Aaron Ramsey and, and Nero Bonham, who they will be the next lot to come and mates. One of them might get in the first team and then the rest will will sell. It's like, that's how it works. You know, that's the production line. You know, the Rory Wilsons of this world who haven't got in the first team yet. I think we've a, a young lad signed a professional contract today. He's a Scottish youth international. We've signed another two young lads from Ireland. So we're still bringing these players through. And ultimately, at some point, the player, the club, will have to make a decision if the money's right we'll have to make a decision on, do you want to stay and potentially get in? Do you want to go on a loan and wait another year? Or do you want to go and play football and, and the club will make will get money for you? That's that's how it works, you know? So yeah. I think I think we just have to be realistic about it, like you say, George. Um, so yeah, few few comments. Uh, Gary likes Dendonka. Uh, Heredia Gomez says Dendonka doesn't put a foot wrong. Uh, Martin says bringing uh, Adams in is, would be great business. American captain, so loads of Americans will buy your shirt and would get a higher fan base. Would be good business. Good, good shout, Martin. Again, <laughs> bloody hell, what's going on? Um, Paul says hi, Rich, Kevin, and Fowler. I think Adams, Doku, and a goalkeeper to come. I think we probably missed the boat on Doku. I think he's going to, I think he's going to Chelsea, isn't he? Or is he going to? I think there's a there's a big club after him. Um, Maybe quickly Google that, uh, Kev. I can't remember who it was, but someone is some. It might it might even be Man City. Man City were linked a couple of days ago, but I don't know what the link yeah. is. Yeah, on um, on uh, Ferran Torres, people are saying that they they think he will he will be coming. He'll be perfect for Villa. Uh, Dunk says Ferran Torres if possible. Um, Adamski on the Aaron Ramsey. I think the low ball price is twelve million. Rachel said, I would only take 15 million and a buyback clause, but I don't want him to go. Um, Gary said he won't get a run of games like his brother did early on. Uh, we're past Sarko, that now, haven't we? The quality's past yeah. that now. Yeah. Sarka said, Aaron Ramsey needs to play and start a career. Who wants to keep getting shifted every year across the country? Um, let's have a look here. We'll come We'll, we'll come to that next week, Bongo Bongo, about the starting lineup for against Newcastle. And we'll see after the Valencia game, I think we'll know that more. Um, Dico Blanca said, one day we'll see all three Ramseys tear the league a new bumhole. Hopefully, um, we're basically integrating Albion's Academy into Bodymore. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so shame if we miss out on Doku, massive potential. Look, we trust in Unai, definitely trust in Unai. Um, lads, I think that that does us for the night. We've had over a hundred watching, which is fantastic. I do uh, need to just quickly shout out um, one of my friends, um, Simon, and 
Um, his he does watch the pod uh, as well as quite quite a regular watcher. His um, son's football team um, called let me just get it called Hampton Football Club. I've put the tweet out on my personal account. I will I will tweet it from the Villa Park Pod account as well. But they were victims of an arson attack on their football clubhouse, uh, and it's burnt all the clubhouse, burnt all the equipment in it as well. So they are trying to raise money to kind of build it back up and um, and obviously buy some more equipment. So I've tweeted out the GoFundMe page um, and obviously read it out on here. So if anybody does want to donate and help that junior football club um, that's like I say suffered to the to, to some idiots burning the uh, burning the clubhouse, then uh, then please just click on that link and, and any donation would be would be amazing for them. But I, I said I would shout it out on the on the pod so please guys do support if you can um but yeah amazing thank you all for watching we are gonna be yes as random says drop a like on your way out we are at almost 2200 subscribers we're on the road to 3k you are the guys that can help us do that so please do hit that like button hit that subscribe button don't forget there's still time to join the competition to win the away shirt uh, or the home shirt as modelled by George, the away shirt there, um, and with your player name or no, and number on the back of your choice. All you need to do is watch the 2,000 subscriber video, like the video, make sure you subscribe to the channel and comment on the video. Boys, thank you very, very much for joining me. Another enjoyable pod. Thank you all for watching. And as always, remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. Night all. Cheers.